The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. Amber, it is May the 27th, 2021, 401 to be exact. We are heading into Memorial Weekend this weekend. They call this Decorative Day, also Decoration Day. We've had a whole conversation on the show before Mm -hmm. about what exactly Memorial Day is. It's to decorate the graves of the lost loved ones that we had in the war. And we had this whole conversation a couple years ago on the show, and you can find that in our archives, uh, where we pretty much determined that in eastern Kentucky, it is a tradition that everybody just goes and decorates everybody's grave. Well, yeah. Mommy, Daddy, Bubby, Sissy, it don't matter. (laughs) Everybody decorates everybody's grave, which, to each their own, I think that everybody's grave needs a little bit of love. Well, I think it's a coping mechanism. It is. I think everybody needs to go and decorate and visit their loved ones, and sometimes we don't do that enough, so we do use this day, Memorial Day, or this weekend, to use that time to go visit graves. Well, yeah, because nobody really wants to set out to, you know, plan each month to go see, you know, people that have passed, so I can see why people want to do it all at one time and just get it over with. Exactly. Well, Amber, generally, I consider myself a nice person, wouldn't you say? It, honestly, it depends. What are we talking about? For Context. the most part, just in every day. I'm nice to everybody. I'm friendly to people. It takes a lot to get me going. It takes a lot for me to lose my temper because genu- genuinely, I'm a nice guy. You're not going to support me on this show. <laughs> like, I'm literally, wait, like, do you want me to lie on no, my no. So you really don't want <laughs> You don't think I'm a nice guy? I never said you were a nice guy. I just think sometimes you get a little flighty when you're out. So sometimes you just bypass people and go on about your business. And No, 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 no. I think that I am nice to everybody. I, I think that I, I, at least I try to be. Yeah. At least that's what I, uh, that's what I think. <laughs> but it just seems to me, though, Amber, that the one person in the world yeah. that can get me out of my character, the one that can make me lose my temper and make me step outside my normal frame of mind is a car salesman. Oh, geez. So we're approaching the summer. Yeah. And I've shared this with the audience before. It's time for me to get a new vehicle. Desperately. I don't I don't want one. I need one. Yes. And so my thought process is, let me just go and get what I want. Let me get a nice one. So mm-hmm. I've started the car buying process. And how much do you hate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? 10. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. And it's because of the way the car salesman made me act (laughs) when I went in to buy a car. Well, now I'm curious. Because I genuinely, I genuinely 
caught him red-handed trying to cheat me. Trying to stiff you? Trying to stiff me. He was a thief, and I called him out. (laughs) I called him out. So I went to look at this particular vehicle. It was a uh, brand-new Chevy Colorado. Mm-hmm. Brand new Chevy Colorado. Terrible choice. Well, I, I drove it. Wasn't mm-hmm. crazy about it. Well, they had it stickered for like $43,000 brand new. Huh? Too much, right? It's, uh, let's, let's how just, much? Let's just say that's too much. How much was it? $43,000. Too much. That's too much. Mm-hmm. So I have a BMW that I have paid off and I was going to go trade it in. Yeah. So, of course, he comes back with his little offer of $4,000 on my BMW, which I wasn't expecting much because that's how they always come back with a low offer. Yeah, they But the thing that really got me going was he came back and presented my car payment of what my car payment would be if I bought the car. And it was $750 a month. For a car? For this this new Chevy Colorado. My house payment ain't even that. I said, bro... And I said, we we have to... Wait, did you say bro no. or bro? I, was, I, I said, there ain't no way that my payment is $750. So I jerked out my phone. A handy-dandy phone. And what's beautiful about technology today is everybody has a calculator in their pocket. Wait, but I thought we weren't always going to have calculators with us. Wasn't that what they told us? That's what they told okay, us. Okay, I was just making sure. But we do. Yeah. So I pulled out my calculator and I said, okay, I'm going to finance this vehicle for 72 months. So let's do simple, basic math. With Which your, you know with, I can't do. With your payment, $750 a month yeah. times 72 Okay, yeah. that comes out to around fifty three, fifty four thousand dollars, not forty three. So I said, "Where are you getting seven hundred and fifty dollars a month?" Yeah, or yeah, and he's he starts talking around in circles and opening up a few drawers and slamming them and acting like you know pulling right, out some papers, pulling out papers. I and, love that. And starts talking all this jibber jabber, and I said, "Dude, I said you flat out are trying to cheat me, and I don't appreciate it. You could give me the vehicle now." And I still wouldn't take it from you. That's how much I don't want to buy a vehicle from you. Please tell and me he stammered for a minute. He did. He st- he did stammered for a while because it wasn't even my car salesman that did this. It was the closer. Ah. You know how your car salesman once you try to close the deal on your car, the car they and you yeah. So you got the fluff and then the close. Yeah, you, you say no, you don't want it, but then they go to their closer to yeah, try to yeah. get. You. The closer is who was really ticking me off. <laughs> He's the one that drove you away. The dude that his whole job was come in there and close the sale and yeah. not only did he not close the sale but got me mad got you mad and he made me, and he made me show out yeah and, and when i say show out he made me act out in a way that i don't like acting because yeah. I, I made a little bit of a scene uh, well you know what scenes ain't bad all the time and i made a scene because i don't like to be cheated i feel you why is it that car salesmen for some reason make me act like the meanest person in the world i'm not like that uh, well I, you can't ask amber that <laughs> But I'm not like that. I'm not mean to anybody. I don't I don't get upset about things. Things don't get me riled up, but a car salesman will. Why? I can do you one better. I'm gonna do you one better. Hit you with one better. How about a debt collector? You like talking to debt collectors? Those, those, are, yeah, they're they're annoying. But I don't know. Car salesmen give them a good run for their money. Well, now, buddy, let me tell you. So apparently, this is the week for us to show up and show out at off the cuff because you know what? I have my own little squabble. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, check my credit report like the good upstanding citizen that I am. <laughs> Seen I had something in collections because, folks, guess what? In America, sometimes people get things sent to debt collection, and I yep. thought, you know what? I need to come pay my debt. You know, I had the money. I had domains. So I looked up, realized who it was from. Adam, I called, and you'd have been real happy because guess who answered? Who? Operator. 
Oh, okay. He would have loved that. He would have loved it. So I said, hey, you know, I need to pay my bill. She shot me to this dude. He said, uh, what's your social? And, you know, I don't feel comfortable giving out this number that the government assigned to me because it's supposed to be secret. Right. Ain't it? But if I'm telling everybody, it ain't a secret no right. more, is it? Right. So, y'all boy got mad at me because I wouldn't give him my social. So I said, look, is there another way that we can verify my account? I just want to pay this and go on about my business. I am now begging the debt collector to let me give you my money. Your whole job is to take my money, and I'm bro. And I'm trying to give it to yes. you. You won't let me. No, and I told him he started getting real rude he said well if you want to waste our time if you want to waste our time yeah we'll waste our time today and i was like are you serious i told him i had a kim kardashian moment and if you were wondering what that is you can look it up i said don't be blank rude because <laughs> i done told him three times quit well, being how did rude. he react to that he hung up on me well debt collector hung up on me so, so the debt collector made you show out i showed up and showed out but, baby and, but a car salesman nobody in the world can do that to me unless you're a car salesman and i don't get it just be just be a good person and just don't cheat the person coming in to buy a vehicle that's all job. i'm trying to say just do, do your job yes like if your job is to close a deal close the deal if your job's to be a debt collector be a debt and collector. also also please to everyone listening going to buy a car take a calculator with you take your phone take a calculator with you and i want you to have the car salesman explain why your payment is what it is every single cent every single dollar if you don't do that they will cheat you mm -hmm. they'll try to throw an 800 payment with no explanation and, and let you roll out with uh, no floor mats yes so car salesman mm. negative but chip there is a chip shortage according to the car salesman that I was speaking to. So is that why all the lots are empty? Uh, yes. Okay. But okay. I used to think he was full of crap until yeah. I started visiting other car salesmen. Yeah, and ain't nothing there. And there, there's no cars on the lot yeah. at any place that I go. They're saying there's a chip shortage. And chips are not just in vehicles, Amber. They are in things like PlayStation 5s. They're in toothbrushes. They're in washing machines. They're in alarm clocks. With the way technology is today, everything has a chip in it. Yep. So the world is experiencing this this chip shortage. Okay, it's uh, they're called semiconductors. Is, okay, is what the chip that we are having a shortage of is okay. the semiconductor chips, and the car industry has been affected more than any other industry because apparently they use more of these chips. Yeah. So uh, Ford has taken the biggest hit because a lot of these chips are used for their onboard computers for Ford, and it controls features like the speedometer and the anti-lock brake systems. Yeah. So without these chips, Ford car won't run. Car won't run. Ford can't do any of the uh, of their of their um, business. Yeah. So the fact that this chip shortage is happening, we're not just going to see a shortage in vehicles. We're going to see a shortage in a lot of things that require these chips. Things that I mentioned a while ago. Alarm, Toothbrush. I mean, the little Seriously? things. And it makes me wonder about how easy it would be for things to crash and for uh -huh. things to go down and for shortages to happen because we are too reliant on technology. Back in the day when you bought a vehicle... There was hardly anything electronical no. on the vehicle. And that's why you can't have a good old-fashioned mechanic anymore work on your vehicle because you really need somebody really good with computers to come in and work on yes, your vehicle. Yes, you have to be technologically advanced. Yes. Uh, the world's, toothbrushes. 
What is it? Toothbrushes. toothbrushes? There's chips and toothbrushes. You know, those what little... Ha- what happened to, like, old-fashioned, like, just holding your toothbrush and going to town? They don't make those anymore. They have toothbrushes that cost over $100 now. <laughs> You're lying No, to my me. sister has one. Mm-hmm. She has What's one. What's it do? It, it's supposed to make your mouth feel like you've been to the dentist and had your teeth cleaned. I don't like going to the dentist, so why would I want to feel like you that don't like day? You don't like that feeling after your teeth cleaning? No, because I'm usually in pain. <laughs> it says uh, it says that the world's largest chip manufacturer, TSMC, that stands for Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, they said earlier this month that it thinks that it will be able to catch up with the automotive demand by June. However, he believes uh, that uh, that could be a little ambitious, and we could be looking at longer. Wow. We're going to be looking at longer. Wow. And this is like the worst time to need to buy a car. I'm sorry for you right now. Yeah. it just It's it's just one of those things. But maybe it's a blessing in disguise because I don't have to go and deal with the lizards that's trying to sell me a car. <laughs> just don't cheat me. I'm sure there's wonderful human beings out there that sells cars. I'm not hating on car salesmen. Well, maybe I am. You are. I am. I'm not hating on every car salesman. I'm sure if you're a car salesman and you're listening to this... this, You're a good, upstanding car salesman. You probably are if you don't do what you know you do at your job. If you... If you... (laughs) If you know what you... You know what you do. If you cheating me, you ain't no count. Yes. You know what you do. And only you... Only you know it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these words. Stick with us. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Amber, it is May 27th. Schools are exiting. They are A lot of students are graduating. And you and I graduated from not County Central High School, class of 2006. Thank you for making me feel old again. We are not countyans. It's been a sad week. Sad and somber week in Knott County. Kim King, the superintendent, at the age of 56, died this past Saturday from breast cancer. She endured a long battle with breast cancer for a long time. She I think was, it was over 12, maybe over 12 years. Well, she was cancer-free for around 12 years, and then her cancer returned in 2015, forcing her to drive to Lexington weekly for treatment. That's a haul. Knott County to Lexington. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good trip. And uh, funeral services was held on Tuesday, uh, May the 25th. So this was just this week at 11 a.m. at the Morton Combs Athletic Complex in Hyman. That's the Knott County Central Gym. I I want to talk about uh, that for just a second. I have never been to anything like that. I think that Kim King's funeral was a spectacle. It was a spectacle to see. Have you ever been to a funeral where it was held in a non-traditional setting, like a gym? I don't think I have. Neither have I. I've never experienced anything like that. I don't like funerals in general, so anytime I can avoid going to a funeral, I will. 100%. So the very few funerals that I have been to have been in your traditional funeral homes. Mm -hmm. Well, Kim King's funeral was in the Knott County Central Gym. I think that's awesome. I think that was really cool. I, I think that when you have somebody, a public figure like that, someone who I've not read one negative thing about. Nope. I've not heard one negative thing about. So when you hear about somebody uh, having a funeral in a non-traditional setting like the gym, I think that's great. That gives 
I mean, she was a public figure for the county. The students loved her. The teachers loved her. The community loved her. I personally didn't know Kim King. Never had a conversation with her. I am friends with a Knott County board member who worked with Kim for many years, since 2018. And he told me that you couldn't find no better person than her. Yeah. And he said, and he was telling me about how the funeral went, because he went to the funeral. Mm -hmm. And he said that the funeral... Uh, was, of course, you know, funerals are sad. Oh, yeah. But what they did for her was just great. Yeah. And the setting, the atmosphere, he said that it was really cool because in the gym, a very crowded gym, mm. he said that all the high schoolers were uh, dressed up in their uniforms. Basketball players sat together dressed up in their basketball uniforms. The wow. cheerleaders sat together dressed together in their cheerleading uniforms. Football players dressed together, sit, uh, they sat together dressed in their football uniforms. I said, how cool is that? Baseball players sat together dressed in their baseball uniforms. How cool is that that's a superintendent funeral. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. You've never seen anything like that. But you, you just talk about respect coming from the students, the community. Uh, I, I just I just think that was I just think that was really, really, really cool. I agree. Lots of uh, amazing things have been said about Miss King and I've read a few of them and my sincerest sincerest condolences sent to her family and friends and all of our family and friends left in the community. Yes. So they're going to have to replace Miss King. They're going to have to put in an interim superintendent. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that's going to be. I I am good friends with the board member. We've had conversations just who we might think it might be. Yeah, speculations. Speculations. So I might have an idea. Rumor and innuendo. But I, I don't. It's 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 hard to make decisions like that so suddenly yes. after someone passes away. But but you but it's a decision that has to be made. Exactly. And it makes you, you know, realize just how fleeting life is. You pass away. A couple of days later, you're in the ground. A couple of days later, your position's already replaced. It's so fleeting. Well, but it also goes to show, you know, look at the impact that you have on the community. You know, the community understands we need to find someone that was just as amazing as the superintendent that we already have. So they've definitely got their work cut out for them. That's for sure. Not County is not the only county searching for a superintendent. Fayette County, where we broadcast here in Lexington, is in search for a superintendent. Uh, they have selected its top candidates for superintendent because Manny Calk passed away last year unexpectedly, last yes. December. And so the committee has privately shared its picks with – well, it's not privately. They privately shared it in a meeting, and now it's public, of yeah. who the finalists are okay. for the Fayette County superintendent. Uh, so Fayette County is now a majority-minority district. That means most of the students identify as minority in okay. this uh, place. In Fayette County. But here are the finalists. Christopher Bernier, Chief of Staff of the Clark County, Nevada School District. Melvin Brown, Superintendent of the Reynoldsburg City Schools in Ohio. Angela Dominguez, Assistant Superintendent of Academic Services for the Edgewood Independent School District in Texas. Tawana Grover, Superintendent of Grand Island Public Schools in Grand Island, Nebraska. And Demetrius Liggins, Superintendent of schools in Greenville Independent School District in Texas. A lot of qualified candidates. 
I don't really know. I would say in a situation like that, you have to go on your gut and basically who gives the best interview because everybody almost has the same resume. Well, why are we not pulling from the community, though? I didn't hear anyone that's based in this community. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like. You know, we just talked about how much a superintendent is a part of the community. We see Miss King. You know, they had her, you know... We see how high they held her. Like, why do we not have someone from our community right. here? Everyone was and, out of state. And Miss King, and Miss King was one of us. She she was from Letcher County. I know she worked a lot in Letcher County. I don't know if she was from Knott County. I, 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 close enough. Clo- close enough. Yeah. Even if she was from Knott County or Letcher County, she was still one of us. She was still an Eastern Kentuckian. She was still from Kentucky. Here in Fayette County, they've not even entertained the idea of hiring someone from Lexington or Kentucky. Why not hire someone who knows the community? That's what I don't understand. Right. And there's a lot of people out there that are qualified to be superintendent. They've got their superintendent degree. And I understand this is a big job. I wouldn't want the Fayette County superintendent job. That's a seven-day, 24-hour job. No thank you. Mm-hmm. I could think of more attractive jobs that I would like to have, <laughs> like Mayor of Lexington, for instance. Uh, I don't know. Talk show host in Lexington, for instance. <laughs> Not a superintendent. That's just too much. So uh, may God have mercy on their soul, whoever does take that job. Mm. But it will be interesting to see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take Off the Cuff's Song of the Week break. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a little summer by Freedom Fry. We'll be right back. Dale on the show thread says Miss King did graduate from Knott County Central. She worked in Letcher County for 14 years, but she did graduate from KCC. So there you go. They did get one of their own. So it makes you wonder why Fayette County isn't doing doing the same thing. But Amber, it is that time of year where students are getting out of school. Most students receive their yearbook, which is always an exciting time. You usually receive your yearbook around this time of year because school is ending. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that feeling of getting your yearbook and having everybody go and sign it? I worked on the yearbook one year, and let me tell you, it was the funnest thing. Oh, man, that was so fun. Well, flipping open a yearbook is just full of excitement. It is such a nice memory to have. It's just a memory, just a book of memories, and it ain't going anywhere. It's not digital. You can always keep a hard copy of it. Oh, yeah. Hard copy of everybody's bad pictures. What did you hear about this Florida high school, Mm -hmm. Bartram High School, Mm. or Batram High School, B-A-R-T-R-A-M? It's in Florida, St. John's, Florida. A lot of the girls had to be censored due to their cleavage showing in the yearbook photos. I've seen that. Yes. And they a lot of girls felt really bad about it because I looked at the pictures and they nothing on it looked revealing. It was just a female taking a photo. Just because her breasts are showing in the picture, and it wasn't like and they her weren't showing. showing. It was just the slit, yeah, in between her breasts that showed. And for some reason, that raised a lot of controversy. And they made black sensor bars go around these girls' breasts, and that to me would, if I was a female, that would embarrass me. 
and th- not only would that embarrass me, but like you, you've now ruined something that just like I said, I've got everybody's bad pictures from high school as long as I keep these yearbooks. And those girls probably feel the same thing. You know, people are going to look back at them 20 years from now and be like, dang, what, what was wrong with that girl? Yes. Well, you say people will look back 20 years from now. That's usually the best time to look back at yearbooks. Is, yes. Is 20 years from now. The best time to go through a yearbook is when you have been out of school for a long time. You and I revisit the yearbook quite often. We do. Because we have nostalgia. nostalgia and I think that's usually why people open up a yearbook and they keep a yearbook because of the uber concentrated nostalgia that it has. Uh, Social media is as impersonable as it gets. With a yearbook, everybody gets a chance to write something in it. Oh, yes. And that's some of the funnest things to do is to flip through your yearbook and see what your classmates wrote about you. You always wrote in mine. And guys, if you've never seen Banks's handwriting, it has not changed, I think, since we were in about the third grade. But you used to always write really nice things to me in the yearbook. Right. Well, always. It's because it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show. I'm a nice guy. The, uh-huh. the yearbook is a also a list of who's who's. It's a, de- it's a definite list of who's who. Because, because you've got to think. You can't predict what's going to happen in the future. So when you've got people on social media, they might be your friend now, but five years down the road, they might decide to delete their Facebook or Mm -hmm. they might decide to delete you. If you have a yearbook, they can't delete you from the yearbook. You can't delete them from the yearbook. They're there. Well, I mean, we used to have a way of deleting people from the yearbooks, but it was usually just a big X through your picture. <laughs> yeah. But I get what you're saying. But you can't deny who you went to school with with Mm-mm. a yearbook. If you went to school with Julia Roberts, you can say, hey, I went to school with Julia Roberts, and people are going to be like, prove it. You can show them in the yearbook that you went to school with Julia like, Roberts. Looky there. There she is. And yearbooks stand the test of time. I mean... Does MySpace still exist? No. Does Friendster still exist? I don't even know what that is. Does, I mean, my, I said my Beepo. Remember Beepo? No, I don't remember Beepo. <laughs> yes. There was all kinds of different social media outlets. <laughs> what that, were you doing when we were little? Well, Beepo and Friendo? I think that's what it was called. There was all kinds of social media outlets that we had our friends on that don't exist, Yearbooks will stand the test of time. You can dust off a yearbook 30, 40 years from now, and it's still going to be the exact same yearbook that you had. Absolutely. It's not going to evaporate. It's not. And you worked on the yearbook. I did. So just think about how much valuable life skills you got just working on the yearbook. Working on a yearbook, valuable life skills? Yes. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you got to think. I mean, you got to think. Yeah. You, at a very, very early age, you learn what it's like to be involved in a big project. Yes. You learn how to work within a team. Yes. Okay. You learn how to be willing to cooperate with one another. Yes. You learn how to have the ability to plan and manage complex uh, situations for a yearbook. Man, you're making me sound good right now. So, yes, I think that it's valuable, valuable life skills. And those are... Things that employers look for for their employees. So I think that that's a great thing to put on your CV or resume that you worked on the yearbook. I don't know if they would take me serious if I said 20 years ago I worked on the yearbook. Would they? Uh, Probably not. I mean, why would you lie about it? (laughs) I mean, for real, why would you lie about working on the yearbook? (laughs) And you can verify it, too. You can verify that you worked on the yearbook. Yeah, there's a terrible picture of me that says yearbook staff. 
miss yearbooks. I'm glad they they still do yearbooks, don't they? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Please don't tell me they do digital yearbooks now. That would be the worst. Please tell me they still give hard copy yearbooks in schools. I hope that's I hope that's the case because if it's if it's not, everything I just said is why we need to have yearbooks still in school. <laughs> Teaching them good life lessons. Yes, we do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take a quick break. We got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us, we'll be right back. My cars are mental, not presidential. I got no diamonds on the doors of my house. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. After 34 years at the helm of WKYT's evening newscast, Sam Dick plans to step away from the anchor desk and retire at the end of the year. That's the WKYT anchor that does the evening and nightly news. He's been doing it for 34 years altogether. That's a staple in Lexington that has been around my whole life. Mm-hmm. He's been around my whole time living in Lexington. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, somebody to do a job that long is leaving. I, I've been doing off the cuff now on the radio for over two years. I guess I've not been doing it even as close as what Sam Dick has been doing TV. But just the thought of leaving, just it's... I can't even fathom that right now, walking away from something like that. But I guess after doing it for 34 years, I guess that's a long time to do anything. Well, I'm a little disappointed in you that you didn't look at that as an opportunity. I think this might be our chance. Oh, I'm sure that they've got that little blonde dude that they want to put on and replace him. What's his name? Buddy, you looking pretty blonde over here to (laughs) me. No, what's that little blonde dude? He looks 12, but he is 25 probably. What's his name? Adam Banks? No. <laughs> I can't think of his name. I, I, I can't. I really can't think of his name, but that's probably who's going to be replacing Sam Dick. He's been anchoring with Amber Philpott for most of his career. Uh, he, he also anchored with Barbara Bailey. You know who Barbara Bailey is. I do is. remember Barbara Bailey. Yes. Uh, reflecting on his career, Dick says that perhaps one of the most important stories that he ever covered was on the morning of August 27, 2006, when Comair Flight 5191 crashed at the Bluegrass Airport, killing 49 people. Mm. And we've talked about that on the show before, of how terrible, terrible that was, that plane crash that happened in Lexington. But Dick says that that was... His probably most memorable story that he covered, he said he remembers getting a call from his news director and says, I think I need you to come in. I believe there's been a plane crash that mm-hmm. you need to cover. And he says that's been his most memorable. He, he says it's unforgettable. He'll never forget it. Uh, but he says that 34 years is a long time to do anything. And he says that he plans to spend more time with his family. He says he's not going to leave Kentucky. Kentucky is his home. He's He was born and raised in Bourbon County. And he says Kentucky is where he wants to be. He's got a wife uh, who... Uh, is the owner of the studio of the fitness studio Cycle U in Lexington. Okay. Have, you ever, have you ever heard of that? I haven't. Okay. Well, Sam Dick's wife, Noel Dick, mm-hmm. is the owner, and he is the father of three now grown children, Samuel the Third, Leah, and Christina. And he says he hopes for grandchildren, but he's walking walking away, and he did it so gracefully. Mm-hmm. He did it so gracefully. Most people don't get the chance to walk away gracefully from. 
Something like that. Well, it's funny you say that. Yeah. Because, Amber, I have compiled some audio clips. Oh, here we go. <laughs> of, some, of some news anchors who really did not leave on the best foot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they really didn't leave, like, uh, on the, on, on the, in the best way. And th- these clips that I'm going to share, it's not really people quitting. Because mm-hmm. I did find a lot of news anchors quitting on the air. Like that one woman who quit. Did you ever watch that newscast where that woman was a real big advocate for marijuana Mm-mm. and she was in Alaska and she when she found out that they wasn't legalizing weed in Alaska she said F it I quit and walked off oh that's tacky I couldn't find that clip because yeah. I, could, I found it but I couldn't find I couldn't find an edited version for the radio okay so instead uh-huh. of really playing news anchors quitting, I've just compiled a list of audio clips mm-hmm. of news anchors just showing out kind of like how I did in front of that car salesman. Kind of like how I did. Yeah, with that debt collector. Showing up, showing out. These are some news anchors that are kind of just going off the hinge live on the air. Okay. Live on the air. Okay, this first one here that I'm going to play is from my man Bill O'Reilly. And Bill O'Reilly, before he became an anchor on Fox, he used to anchor for Inside Edition. Okay? Mm -hmm. Inside Edition, it's like an entertainment current event show. And apparently... Bill, Bill O'Reilly's teleprompter was messing up. Mm-hmm. Teleprompters are frustrating. I've read off of one before. Have you ever read off of one? No, I can barely like read when I'm like taking my time. I couldn't imagine trying to read and be stressed. When I was co-hosting Midday Kentucky, I used to read off of a teleprompter. And those things, a lot of the times, they'd mess up. They'd freeze. And somebody controls the teleprompter from the back. Oh. So if they're not spinning fast enough, you're going to mess up. Yeah. You, you, you have. It is so important to be a good controller of the teleprompter. That's why today a lot of anchors will just control their own teleprompter so they can move it at the speed that they want. Well, Bill O'Reilly was having some trouble with his teleprompter, and he was trying to record this bit. Mm -hmm. He was just trying to record this bit, just saying uh, this and this and this is coming up, and he was just trying to read it off the teleprompter. So luckily this wasn't live, but he got so frustrated, he said, we're going to do it live. So take a listen. This is real footy, real Footage, real audio of Bill O'Reilly freaking out on air. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! (laughs) Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! (laughs) And thing sucks! (laughs) Five, four, three... That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. I mean, he did nail that last time. He did nail it, so I mean, I completely understand his frustrations. <laughs> that was a little too much, though. I, tell me how many times we've experienced something like that, trying to like just cut something a little simple. Simple. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that's a little too much. That's actually one hundred percent me. Yeah, it's one thousand percent. That's that's one hundred percent me. Just getting frustrated when something here at the studio don't go right. Here's another audio clip of. The news anchor and the reporter fighting on the air. Are you serious? Yes, they get into a verbal argument. Let me give you the backstory. So this, this, these very seasoned news anchors and reporters was working the story, and this reporter was interviewing this guy, 
and he wasn't asking the questions that I that I guess the reporter or the news anchor thought that he should be asking more mm-hmm. hard hitting questions. Yeah, and the reporter was like, well, what do you want to ask him? And the <laughs> reporter's like, well, or the anchor's like, well, if you want me to teach you how to be a reporter, I can do that later. Wow, so, we just, were. so just take a listen. It's it's excellent. If I saw this on national TV, just watching live, I would want to climb under the table. I would feel so embarrassed. It's definitely cringeworthy, which makes it so much greater. I want to thank you both. Thank you. All right, it's back to you, Jim. Ollie, don't let her go away. This, that, that's, uh, what, does she have a response to that? Is she still there? What's that? Did, did the lady just leave? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. We should, we should have kept uh, that discussion. She's back if you want her. Yes. She heard you. Yes. What would you like to know? I would like to know a response to what the gentleman said. The gentleman's a very effective spokesperson for the, for the company, but uh, obviously the people who live there are not satisfied with his explanation. Right. So what do you want now? Well, if I have to teach you how to be a reporter, Ali, I'll do that later. Oh, why don't you do that later, Jim? But I think the lady expressed herself, and uh, you're not here, you're there. Would, is there any question you'd like me to ask her? And no, I, I, I'll, I'll give you lessons on how to become a reporter later well, I'll on. give you some lessons on how to be an editor, because I was your boss once. <laughs> yeah, you were, and are no longer. How did that happen? Uh, well, I don't Here's know. Here's Aaron Miller. <laughs> That sounds like me and you, Tifton. But what I loved was the quick wit from that anchor. Uh He was like, you were, but you're not no more. How did that happen? (laughs) How did that happen? (laughs) All right, one more here. This is a weatherman freaking out on the anchor. Mm-hmm. He, the anchor, he was trying, the weatherman was trying to explain Hurricane Katrina, and mm-hmm. I guess he wasn't speaking in layman terms for the audience, and the anchor was interrupting him, telling him to explain things, and the, and the weatherman had a little bit of a hissy fit. Take a well, listen. Filled in a little bit, filled in with some air, okay, not so as low of Chad, pressure, but Chad, Camille, Chad, but Cam- let me Trans- talk, Carol. Translate that for us. I don't know what that means. What does that well, mean? if you would let me talk, <laughs> Camille. Camille was 9.08. And so this is actually oh, now low. not in the as northern strong. hemisphere, unless you were obviously trying to get under a hurricane. All right. Carol. Thank you, Chad. All right. Just having fun with you this morning. <laughs> I know. Right. It's a stressful time, it I is. know. CNN is your hurricane. You got to love it when people don't like each other in real life and it bleeds over into TV. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes you can't hide it. We, no. You can tell even. When people are working together and they seem like they're having a good time on TV, you can always tell if you look closely by body language yes. how they really feel about one another. And sometimes the responses. And the responses. And the responses. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff was pretty funny. But Sam Dick, he didn't go out like that. He went out gracefully. I don't recall any bloopers he had on the air any mess ups that he had uh if he did which i'm sure he has after 36 years on the air or 34 i'm sure he has but they've not been viral or anything like that yeah but a staple in the community a great career and good luck to him in retirement all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to take another break we got one more segment to go stick with us we'll be right back after these words everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. Adam, what is this song? This song is called Prisoner by Miley Cyrus. You've never heard this? No, but you done heat it out of the park today. I like this. Listen. Listen. 
can't control it, I can't control it. I love Miley Cyrus, don't you? Yeah. Miley Cyrus is one of these people, she's one of these artists, she's got a distinct voice, she's got a unique personality, she's going to be around for a while. I hope she is, I mean... Miley Cyrus, you know what she's done for us? She gave us a cool show to watch when we were growing up. She gave us some banging music to dance to when we were in our drinking days. And now she's done dropped us a good hit to just listen to and cruise to. So my girl can stay around for the rest of my life. And I think that Miley is cool. And she's beautiful. Yeah, I think she's just a cool person. Uh I think she would be really cool to hang out with. I don't think you can grow up with Billy Ray Cyrus as your daddy and not be cool. Now, you know how I feel about Billy Ray Cyrus. I ain't a fan. He's like it. Comes out every 27 years to torment us. But he did give us Miley Cyrus, so maybe I'll, I'll stop hating so much. Yeah. And Miley has found a way to stay relevant. A lot of Effortlessly, chi- too. Well, a lot of child stars end up in such a bad situation when they get older. And Miley, it, it appeared that she was going down that path, but it was all just a part of her way to stay relevant. And it was all a part of her creative process. I don't see anything wrong with what Miley did on her journey to become who she is today. No, it's called growth. It is. Yeah, just because she was on the stage, I mean, a lot of us went through stages just like she did. Ain't that funny? We're so quick to point at Miley and say, look how she's acting. Look, look, I wouldn't act like that. You acted the same just way. Just because you's down here at, a, what's that dance club called down here at Lexton? Just because you's down there dancing, bumping, and grinding all over some dudes and not on the VMA stage don't make you no different than Molly. Amber, before we go, I just got to brag about a place that I went. Not the car dealership. Raven Run Sanctuary. Yeah! Yes. Have you ever been? I have. That's actually my favorite uh, loop to hike here in town. Well, I wasn't ever really a hiker, and it wasn't because I was anti-hiking. I just never really initiated myself just to go. And and that's how you have to get into it. One morning, I woke up and I said, I want to go for a walk, but I don't want to take my regular walk. So Mm -hmm. I googled places to go, and I found Raven Run Sanctuary. Got... Got in the car, mm-hmm. drove there, and it was absolutely breathtaking. Just breathtaking. The views, seeing the Kentucky River. When I went around that steep, when I got on that pinnacle, that point to where yeah, I could, the overlook, the overlook of where I could look at the water, it really took my breath away. Yes. And I thought that it would be hard to do because I'm from such a beautiful area. I grew up in the mountains in eastern Kentucky. I didn't think there was anything like that here. But Raven Run Sanctuary was absolutely gorgeous. It was just so nice to be at peace with just myself and outside. I cleared my mind. I didn't think about nothing on my walk except what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to have a stress-free day, go hiking and don't think about things. Think about the things that you are doing right in the moment. And the sights and the smells and the sounds. and Yes. It's beautiful. Pay attention to all of that. The sights, the sounds, the smells. The feel, the touch of everything. I stopped and I read the signs. You know, it had signs yep. of you know what what kind the of, tree is, what the tree is, what yep. kind of bugs are all uh, come around this tree. I read them all. I took my time. I enjoyed it. I only did that one trail. I can't remember what color the I trail think was. You probably went straight down to the overlook and then back. Yes, but there is more that I want to experience on this on this journey of hiking that I have 
grown to love now. I can definitely take you. You know, last year I hiked about 65 miles total. So other than Raven Run Sanctuary, since mm-hmm. you hike, mm-hmm. where should I go next? Um, I really enjoyed the Berea Pinnacles down in Berea. Okay. Um, I love Red River Gorge. You know, that's where we got married at. Um, I've also hiked some over in Virginia, right as you cross over into Norton. Uh, there's a place called Devil's Bathtub. Now, that's a hard hike. You got to scale a wall and devil's bathtub. We actually knew some people that got stranded out there because you have to cross the river a few times. And I'm telling you, I, it was up to my hips. And you know, I'm a tall woman. And I said, Lord, this current's going to take me away. Well, the hiking get really can be dangerous because you have so much independence. Yeah. When you're out there on the trail, you're not with people who are taking you on this journey of hiking. You're solo. Well, and. Y- Half the time, like you in the hills, you like are, you ain't on like pavement and concrete. No, and you're in, you're in the hills, which means you could step on a snake. Absolutely, you could you could see a bear. Uh huh. I mean, there's the possibility Deer. is still there. So, is there allowed? Uh, are you allowed to carry firearms at Raven Run Sanctuary? You know, if you got to carry a gun out there, just go out and be in nature, you probably don't need to be out in nature. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think that you will be happy that you have a gun <laughs> no. if a bear shows up and says, roar. Well, I guess it depends on where you're hiking. I think in some of the places where, you know, the state, where it's considered a state park, I think you might be pretty good. Right. That's so. a state park. <laughs> All right, I was just wondering because maybe we're going to have to go hiking together. Uh, not if you're carrying. Not if you're carrying. Well... Because what about if you roll down a hill and then it accidentally, like, shoots me or something? Well, I ain't like Steve Urkel when I <laughs> just fall over my own two feet. Did I do that? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Off the Cuff. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can listen to all of our previous episodes by subscribing to the Off the Cuff podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be heard. You can follow my co-host on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me on social media at the Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch new episodes live every Thursday on WLXU 93.9 FM or on the RadioLex.us website. That is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you next Thursday from 4 to 5. I need the truth. Can I lie? Give me something to